Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, September 3rd, 2019, and I'm your host, Arielle Taylor, with my co-hosts, Lavendar and Anastasia. Our special guest this evening is Lumari, who is an internationally acclaimed intuitive life coach, transformational healer, visionary energy master, and author who has shown thousands of people how to celebrate their soul purpose, connect to their highest destiny, generate personal success, and live inspired. Her guidance and perspective are all about joy, fulfillment, and inspiration on a beautiful soul level so that her clients and readers can live their dreams. With clients all over the world, she serves as a catalyst, a guide, and inspiration for personal and spiritual growth, healing, transformation, and planetary change. She works with international clientele of celebrities, artists, actors, musicians, healing practitioners, coaches, innovators, and entrepreneurs who are visionaries in their chosen fields. Whether you're already a successful and recognized visionary, healer, um, uh, or and lived, oh, I lost my place. Uh, if you are already uh, a recognized visionary, leader, healer, artist, or entrepreneur, or you want to become one, Lumari assists her clients to live fullest potential and highest path of destiny. Lumari's profound intuitive gifts, energy mastery, energetic healing, and depth of spiritual wisdom, combined with joyful clarity and practical wisdom, will give you the guidance you need for success and fulfillment. Her written work has been published in a wide variety of magazines and journals, and she's the author of several books, including Living Inspired, Alawashka, and Akashic Records, Collective Keepers of Divine Expression, which introduces you to the keepers of the Akashic, the beings of the ancient collective who gather and contain all universal knowledge. Her personal connection with these divine ones unveils their purpose and system, its workings, and the ways to access the vast resources of the Akashic Records. It is required reading for many study courses about the Akashic Records, and her website is lumari.com, and that's spelled L-U-M-A-R-I.com. At the top of the show, it's Anastasia's Starseed News, bringing topics of interest to starseeds not heard in the mainstream. And we'd like to thank Kathy, Jada, and Fiona for hosting the switchboard tonight for those who may have a question or comment for Lumari. We have an online starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com, and it's a safe place to connect with other starseeds thanks to Tammy's helpful dedication. And you can download our shows on iTunes or right here on Blog Talk. And if you'd like to show your support of our program, please just click follow on our page here, and you'll get our weekly show notices if you just enable those. Our main website is starseedhotline.com, and the Stage 1 Starseed confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings and your natal astrological chart, and the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, or myself. 
due to several recent floods of requests for readings, we now have up to a 16-week wait for the Stage 1s, and Lavendar, who does Stage 2, is now booking February and asks that her repeat clients book six months ahead, especially for their solar returns. And new clients, please hold off if you can until we can get caught up. Every time someone with a YouTube following recommends us, our waiting list grows, so your understanding is greatly appreciated. And if you have a birthday coming up, you don't want to miss out on your 10 hours of power. You can find out when that happens by requesting your solar return timing, and that's just a few days turnaround there. If you want a stage two interpretation of that chart, you'll need to order that at least six months ahead of your birthday to make sure you get it before your 10 hours because our waiting lists are overflowing. But this is a wonderful thing, though, because it shows an ever-increasing number of starseeds waking up and joining a much larger community of light that covers the globe. So first up tonight, I would like to introduce Anastasia with her fascinating starseed news. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Hi, everyone. Anastasia. Hello, Ariel. <laughs> Great to be with you again. The weeks just fly by. Here we are again. Great yeah. to be here. Well, lots of news tonight. Hurricane Dorian, everybody's heard about that. An update for that today as of Tuesday. Uh, we find out that it has caused unprecedented damage to the Bahamas. Hurricane Dorian's stall over the Bahamas, they tell us, has led to unprecedented damage and devastation. This is according to the country's prime minister. It led to the desolation of 13,000 homes, according to the Red Cross. 13,000 houses, people's dwellings. Wow. And, of course, they're still assessing the damage, but there it is, 13,000 houses. Goodness. And in Pittsburgh, uh, wow, a late-night storm poured 3.38 inches of rain on northern Allegheny County last night. This shattered a 107-year-old record and made Sunday the Pittsburgh region's wettest, September 1st. A meteorologist with the National Weather Service said it was the wettest September since 1871, the very first year the organization began keeping records of the Pittsburgh region. Um, there's some types of news that I really don't report on, but I brought this up this evening because I have not been reporting on it, reported on it, and, you know, it's increasing, so I'm going to mention it to you. Um, it's a bit distressing, but, and that is the number of occurrences in nature where mutations are being discovered. And in this past week's news, there were two stories back-to-back. -back. One was about a two-headed turtle that was found on a South Carolina beach, and then on the same day or thereafter, close by, and anyway, within the last week, someone discovered a two-headed timber rattlesnake in New Jersey. Now, this is not uncommon. This is going on all over the world. Cows, uh, sheep, um, uh, all kinds of animals, every kind of animal imaginable is being born with two and three heads and even human beings. So, like I said, I don't normally report on that, but I wanted to mention that it is on the increase. It makes one wonder about the mutants, the mutation uh, chemicals or elements or qualities about our environment that's causing this. So, anyway, 
And there have been some earthquakes this last week, of course. Usually we have quite a few. Sometimes we don't have so many. That We had a, a magnitude 6.7 earthquake that struck in the vicinity of Fiji on Sunday. There was no tsunami war- warning uh, generated, although that's pretty surprising that they didn't even issue a warning. They didn't have a tsunami anyway. 6.7 quake is pretty good size. And in uh, Japan, they had another 6.1 struck off the J- Japanese coast. In Alaska, they had a shallow uh, 5.0 quake. That was felt in Anchorage. Um, it hit in southern Alaska, uh, and it was also felt by the people in uh, Juneau, which is the capital. Uh, Juneau residents reported on the social media that they felt the quake. Um, they said that their furniture was moving, things were swaying. There was no significant damage. But the last big quake to hit Alaska happened November 30th uh, when a magnitude 7.1 quake struck. I'm not even sure if that's November. I didn't research that, but, you know, that doesn't seem right. Uh, I think we had one of those in July. Um, That's what the article said, but I'm, yeah, sometimes I I need to fact check some of these. Anyway, the last one there was 7.1, and I don't think it was last year. I think it was this summer. Yeah. Uh, uh, There was a 6.3 quake that struck off the coast of Oregon. Uh, That happened uh, northwest of Brandon, and that's according to the USGS. So there's the Ring of Fire active. Um, we've talked about what wildfires, wildfires last week. Well, Bolivia is now looking for help from China, Russia, and France to f- help fight fires in their section of the Amazon rainforest. Uh, this article says that more than one million hectares of Bolivian rainforest have been destroyed. They are desperate to stop these fires. Last week I mentioned that although these fires are being reported by the press, uh, widely reported as wildfires, we also note that many of these fires are being started by farmers who are clearing land uh, for planting and so on and to expand their fields. This article doesn't mention the farmers, since Bolivia, however, is reaching out to other countries to help fight these fires. It makes me think that perhaps these are involuntary fires that they are not being voluntarily started. So. Anyway, the Amazon rainforest is just burning up. And in uh, France, they've had extreme weather, enough to reduce the French wine output by 12% this year. French wine lovers, be advised. Uh, There's not going to be as much made this year. And uh, severe storms in Spain have damaged their summer fruits, their grapes, and peppers. This is opening conversation yet again about how extreme weather is affecting the food supply for the planet. The Stromboli volcano in Italy erupted uh, last week, uh, within the last week, for two twice, two times in a week it erupted with explosions. And in the county of Donegal in Ireland, thousands of small fish have been found washed up on a beach. People have been shocked to find the fish during their morning walk, saying that no one has ever seen anything like it before, and no one knows why the fish have died. Pictures on the Internet show the beach covered with these fish. Well, let's move on to technology for a bit. Um, You know, I'm probably talking about this to people who probably don't use cell phones unless they absolutely have to. Nevertheless, many of the people that we're all involved with have cell phones. I share these articles with you because I think you need to be informed. Anyway, this is about uh, Apple iPhones. Um, Hackers have 
placed monitoring implants in iPhones for years and years and years. Google researchers have discovered an unprecedented iPhone hacking operation that attacked thousands of users a week until it was disrupted earlier this year. And now they're just telling, about, telling us about it now. Researchers at Google's external security team have revealed this. Now, this operation that lasted two and one-half years used a small collection of hacked websites to, to deliver malware to the iPhones of visitors. Users were compromised simply by visiting the sites. No interaction was necessary at all. And this affected even their fully up-to-date phones. You know, all technology needs to be upgraded. This was affecting equipment that was upgraded and up-to-date. Now, once hacked, here's what they did. They tell us that the user's deepest secrets were exposed to the hackers. Their location was uploaded every 60 seconds. Their device's keychain containing all of their passwords was uploaded, as were their chat histories on popular apps, including WhatsApp, Telegram, and iMessage, and their address book, and all of their Gmail database. This article made me reflect on, on people's tendency to trust corporations. We just trust that somebody is going to be watching things, that somebody has our security at heart, that these things can't generally happen, that it couldn't happen to us, that we just simply trust. Sometimes I think we trust all the wrong people and don't trust many of the right ones. So anyway, if um, you've had an iPhone, there's, there's the fact about that. Corporations don't always watch out for you. Quite the contrary, apparently. Now, here is a story. Bear with me. This is a bit long, but I thought it was extremely important, and I want to share it with you. This is our mad scientist section for tonight, and wow. Just ponder this as I, as I share this with you, and I hope that you'll continue to contemplate this after the show is over. Scientists developed something called organoids. <laughs> organoids, and they've developed brain organoids. They're mini brains grown in the dish. Really. Researchers have grown human mini brains on a lab bench that are so advanced that artificial intelligence has rated their brain waves on the same level as those of a premature baby. This is a stunning finding that has left scientists wondering even if that could be real. The, the scientists said, we couldn't believe this at first. We thought our electrodes were malfunctioning, according to the lead researcher, who is a neuroscientist and stem cell researcher at the University of California, San Diego. Now, mini brains, little bitty brains, mini microscopic brains, are typically grown from human skin cells that are magic abracadabra, into a kind of master cell called an induced pluripotent stem cell. And with further coaxing, these cells can become any type of cell in the body, including brain cells. Are you all following this? All right. These <laughs> so mini brains are already complex. Listen to this. They have message-sending neurons and the glial cells that support them. They also grow recognizable brain parts, such as the cortex, cerebellum, and even the retina. 
Until now, however, the chatter between brain cells has been pretty low level, causing something of a headache for researchers. So researchers just simply stepped it up. They concocted a novel solution of nutrients. They grew their mini brains and dishes for 10 months, reaching a new benchmark of maturity. An organoid, a brain organoid matured to 10 months old. They also grew them on a bed of electrodes. Get this, guys. They grew these on a bed of electrodes called a multi-electrode array to capture the electrical activity of the firing neurons. Now, what this did was, unexpectedly, this, <laughs> that's why they call it experiment, it produced one of the brain's most important chemical messengers, gamma-aminobutyric acid, or GABA, GABA. G-A-B-A. Now, so realistic was the mini-brain that researchers found that they could apply drugs and narcotics and so on that works on the miniature brain receptors. These brains are responding to stimulus, to input, to their environment. Now, neurons happen to love to work in unison. The isolated firing of single cells tends to morph into the mass firing of multiple cells to a common beat. This is commonly known as entrainment. This is a very important thing to understand when we look at altered states of consciousness, even things like how the brain perceives UFOs, how we experience spiritual experiences. Okay, This entrainment thing is a very important part of that or altered states of consciousness. Now, these are the pulsing brain waves that coincide with various brain states. Now, at a slow 1.4 hertz, you have the delta waves of sleep. If you crank it up to 70 hertz, you get the gamma waves that are believed to play a role in high-powered thinking, supercharged thoughts. But to get all those cells pulling together, they have to be connected and talking to each other. And this GABA chemical that was created in this lab by growing these cells on a bed of electrodes gives the boost that's needed to connect these cells. Now, incredibly, many brains began to roll to a shared beat. They were emitting a clearly discernible brave waves in the delta range as it happens. Now, the delta range is most often found in infants and young children. It's a state of deep relaxation restorative healing sleep, calm. And after further experimentation and work, researchers discovered that an EEG recording of a 28-year-old, uh, 28-week, <coughs> excuse me, mini-brain mimicked the recordings of a preterm infant at 35 weeks gestation. They're growing human brains in a dish. Cool. That is a startling dis- degree of sophistication. This is one that the mad scientists tell us raises hopes for what they call the tech's potential. They say that they can use brain organoids for lots of things, including disease modeling, brain evolution, drug screening, and even to inform and teach artificial intelligence. But, of course, it raises eyebrows and kind of sickens people when they wonder about the shape of the curve of events on future advances. What does the bell curve on this look like? Where is this taking us? The scientists say 
It might be that in the future we'll get something that is really close to the human brains that control behavior, thought, and memory. Wow. Well, think of all the brains already here that aren't being used. (laughs) (laughs) Ariel, you are absolutely brilliant. That's about the funniest (laughs) thing I have ever heard. And isn't that the truth? But, you know, I mean, just because they can. Not whether they should. Human brains in a laboratory, folks. This is unbelievable. All right, here's a fun story. I promised to end on a really fun story, kind of a fun story. Rub your hands together. Would you all like to find some treasure? Wouldn't that be far out? Well, a metal-detecting couple have found one of the biggest treasure hoards in British history, which is believed to be worth around 5 million pounds. Now, this man and woman unearthed the once-in-a-lifetime find of almost 2,600 ancient coins that date back a 1,000 years. It's the biggest collection of buried coins and artifacts discovered in Britain. It's thought to be at least a million dollars more valuable than the last find. There are 2,571 coins that are silver, and these are made up of King Harold II pennies from the end of Anglo-Saxon England and William the Conqueror coins after the 1066 Norman Conquest. Many of these coins are in mint condition and could be valued from 1,000 to 5,000 pounds each. Now, experts tell us that this would have been a substantial amount of money at the time and belonged to some very important wealthy person who probably buried them for safekeeping. They found these using their metal detectors in an unplowed field on a farm while they were scouting for whatever. <laughs> but they weren't they didn't expect to find this, I assure you. So they <laughs> say these coins are particularly more valuable because this particular king was only king for nine months. He was famously struck in the eye by an arrow at the Battle of Hastings. And so because he didn't reign for very long, there aren't very many coins. Uh, minted from his uh, his period, so they're incredibly rare. Uh, wow. Just imagine wow. all that, how much more is under the ground? How many things have been hidden over the tens of thousands of years of Earth's history? They're right. always excavating wonderful things. But here a couple just got together. They had breakfast some morning. They put a water bottle on their back, maybe a couple sandwiches, and got their metal detectors and checked their batteries and decided they were going to go out and have some fun that day. And found the find of a lifetime, something all, all other treasure hunters only dream about. That's fine. Wow. Serendipity yeah. happens, you know. Serendipity happens. Well, here's a quote for the week. Uh, the more clearly we can focus our attention on the wonders and realities of the universe about us, the less we shall have a taste for destruction. And isn't that true? The beautiful things, yeah. uh, the things about our star seed is that they have curiosity. They want to know. They can envision and imagine the immensity of all that is and all of the things that others can't see or believe in. We have some very, very special people that listen to this program. But many people around us in the world at large have no curiosity. They certainly don't focus on the wonders and realities of the universe or anything else in life. So it is certainly something to think about, that people 
would do so much better in this world if we could just think expansively instead of think in a reductionist way uh, based on our most immediate needs. The starseed don't do that. You're all planning on using your lives to make everything better for everyone. And I love each and every one of you, and I wish all of you to have a beautiful week. Many blessings and much love from my heart to yours. And thank you, Ariel, for allowing me to be with you all tonight. And we'll talk next week. Well, thanks so much, Anastasia. And that there's some real food for thought, uh, so I hope everyone will be pondering this um, in the days to come. So thanks so much, Anastasia, for the Star Seed I just News. want to say one last thing, Ariel. Okay. Um, are you there real quick? Uh-huh. Um, when yeah. you think about what science is doing, I, I just would like to make a, a distinction. We notice the world's fascination with technology and how people are so caught up in what is artificial. And I think maybe sometimes struggle boils down to making a decision about what we really love. And it's time to pay more attention to the organic and the real and the authentic versus the artificial and the imitation of everything. If you all just begin to watch in the world around you and in life and in people, how much fascination and how much substitution people are willing to accept, how we are often duped into accepting the imitator instead of that which is authentic. Think about that, all of you. Ponder on it. Watch for it. Look at it. And then examine yourselves and recognize and make a practice of thinking and, and recognizing the, uh, the real from the artificial, the organic um, from the technological and that which is not, not full of life. It really boils down to supporting life and loving life and being one with life and feeling the life force within us when we can feel it within ourselves and we can share it with others and then we can maybe hopefully (laughs) sort of set a flame ablaze to enlighten others about the value of life itself. All right, I'll get off my soapbox now. Thank you. (laughs) I just wanted to share that. Okay. Thanks so much, Anastasia. Great job. Until next week, bye-bye. Sure. Good night, everybody. All right. So I am going to get Lavendar's mic open and also our guest, Lumari. And I I know you're here somewhere because I saw your – hang on. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you are. We have a lot of people on the switchboard. Hello. How are you tonight, Lumari? I'm We're so, so glad happy that you're to be with here. us. Thank you. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you. And Lavender, um, I'm here. Are you on and ready? Okay. Ready. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I have the book that you sent me called Alawaska. I don't have the other two books that you uh, have written, but I've been reading on this one, The Original Language and Vibrational Source of Creation. It is wonderful. I am so into it that um, I couldn't wait to uh, have you as a guest on our show. So welcome, my oh. dear. Oh, thank you so much, Lavender. I appreciate it, and I'm I'm very happy that you like the book. I love it. It's it's just um, everything that you've written um, is just so right on. I mean, page after page. You know, sometimes people write books, and I'll read them, and I'll go, well, that's about 70%. Oh, that's about 90%. Yours is 100%. 100 percent from page to page to page thank you thank you 
really appreciate that. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became a spiritual teacher and coach and give us a little background on yourself. And have you had any ET encounters? We'd like to hear about them if you're if you're uh, willing to share that with us. Well, I haven't had any of those consciously. But I have always been like, I joke that I was born online with the universe. So I have been receiving messages and having conversations and awarenesses since I can remember, and I can remember back to my crib. <laughs> you know, I and remember I rem- that too. I remember being born. In fact, as soon as I could talk, I told them what I thought about the nursery and the people crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that. Did you do I that? Did it. you tell people right away that you remembered being born? No, I didn't, but they didn't understand when I said I was flying above myself, which now we call astral projection, right? Yeah. And so I would look down at myself in the crib and then in the crib look up at myself. (laughs) Yeah. right. And then my guides would be telling me what I was doing. So it was um, obviously different than other people experience, but not different than you experience. So that's good. So uh, where do you live? Where is your home now? Where, where is the, My uh, home the, now is in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Oh, I've beautiful. lived there a couple of times, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful here. I used to have I used to have the cabin across from the Lamy um, Railroad Station. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I had a, a big Ph.D. in Santa Fe. <laughs> <laughs> You know oh, what it I mean? Is a beautiful, yes, I do. It is a beautiful <laughs> place here. I'm originally from Massachusetts, Boston area, and I grew up being an artist. With all of the other things that were going on for me, um, I translated that into that was because I was an artist. I didn't translate it that because I was spiritual or because I was receiving messages. I just didn't have that distinction. And it took a while to have that distinction, even though I was doing all the things. You know, sometimes you perceive things very differently when they're inside you. Even reading all the spiritual books, the way they described them in the older spiritual books, I didn't think that was happening to me until a beautiful mystic told me, all those books you're reading, you're doing the same thing. They just don't say it the way you think it. Right, and I went, right. Oh, Okay. When you know, because it felt like that, like these beings would actually like be three D in front of me, sitting, you know, on the couch instead of me feeling them there. Yeah. So, did you take your artwork and and um, give codes and messages in your artwork at the very beginning of of your art? I really did very different kind of things. I did environmental pieces. So I would do 3D sculptures, but I would install them places. So they were, I would call them like social vibrational triggers. Oh, yeah, okay, codes, yeah. So I would have one exhibit I had in a museum where I had uh, ceramic hands and ceramic feet, and they were suspended from the ceiling of this whole museum space. And you walked through them, so that it was just looked like floating hands and feet. Oh, wow. And, and so you would get a sensation, because for me, these were uh, memories of people. 
that you would walk through. And I remember a 12-year-old boy coming over to me and saying, I know these people. Thank you. And I oh, said, well. you're welcome. <laughs> because he was getting triggers from, oh, right, these are the people, these are the beings that have been here. So from and, what I yeah. gather after you know reading some of the chapters in your book, mm-hmm. you're a code talker and a code carrier. Mm, you yes. have, you do both. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had some wonderful experiences in foreign countries like England, Ireland, and Scotland? It, it seems to me that that's one of the places that I really feel is strong for you. Have you done a lot of traveling mm, over there? No, I haven't. I travel cosmically, but not geographically. Okay. Yeah, that's great. That's a great input, though. I like that. Thank I, you. Well, as I was reading a while ago, I could just see that the Druid period and a lot of Ireland, and you know, it's like you having red hair from lifetime to lifetime. It was really kind of exciting <laughs> to look at.
the light even further along. And so that I would translate what you just said into that. And yes, because there's a deep relationship there. Yeah. An aware relationship. And if you look at bloodline too, that is a, a physical vibration as well as a spiritual vibration. Right. You know, like when people come to Arkansas to our quest and they go and dig for, for quartz crystal and they'll they'll pick up a crystal and say, oh, this is record keeper, I can read this. And, and mm. I look at them and I go, hmm, if you don't have the bloodline, if you don't have the soul records, then you can't read the crystal. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I don't really say that out loud to them, but I think it. Yes. Well, <laughs> and it's a whole other thing. And for me, vibrationally also, I track back to creation and through creation. So later on, I understood that the reason that uh, art was my passion, besides talent, that's a whole other thing, right? But the creation frequencies are my frequencies. Yeah. And so that was like, oh, okay, now I understand why I understand this. So were you born with your male and female all in one body where you don't ever need anyone to complete you? Well, I have a fabulous husband, but completing me is a whole other thing. Okay. (laughs) I have the best playmate in the universe. That's great. That's wonderful. Or like I say, I have the luckiest man in the world. What is it that you find that, that, um, as you counsel people, what is it that they don't understand about their spiritual path? What is it that you find in most of your coaching that they seem to not see the forest for the trees type of thing? Well, I think that there is an expanding nature to our path that most people don't understand that it is in flux and it is evolving. So you may have had the vision and the connection and the purpose and the directive at age 22. At 45, it might be different. Absolutely. And and so the evolution of that and how you're going to play there now where you didn't before... There's a difference there because fulfilling your calling, your purpose, your destiny, all those different things really do have different meanings to them. That's why I said all three, Um, is one thing. But where you play in it and how you express it can be many different things. Right. And, And a lot of people don't understand it, and they don't understand that they can continue to expand it. Or if they don't know right now what it is, then there's a feeling of being lost as opposed to celebrating the wisdom that you're receiving, if it does, even if it doesn't have a direct path right now. Yeah. Timing, I think, is a lot to it. Timing. And timing is a lot, too. And also being able to be open to the creative part of it. Because if, I find if that- we say... Oh, go ahead. I find that discernment needs to be in there somewhere. (laughs) Oh, definitely. That's one of my favorite words. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Definitely. We need that. I wanted to ask you about this. Oh, Oh, yeah, ask, ask. 
I wanted to ask you about one of the things that that um, I lifted off the, the page here. Uh, you talk about you seem to feel jeweler can affect people spiritually. What did you mean by that? Say that again. You seem to feel jewelry, no, jeweler, J-E-W-E-L-E-R, can affect people's okay. spirits. Yes. Well, what is the that? Energy, the energy of jewelry, the energy of wisdom that comes from the stones is amazing. Okay. And so, and every, not only is it each stone in itself, ruby, sapphire, quartz, rose quartz, all of them, they do have their own energy, but also they carry a wisdom that some people don't see, and it can totally affect you. And all of them are blessings. So can you, the, the, can you give an example of, of something that you've, you've witnessed when a person maybe wears the wrong kind of jewels? Well, I think that, yes, I have. And I've also... Um, And it is important for everybody listening when you buy a piece of jewelry or you buy a crystal of quartz, it's important to cleanse it before you wear it or bring it home because it has been places. Yeah. So even if it's dug from the mine, it has been dug and it has been chipped away and it has been moved from wherever it is. So if you're looking for the vibrational quality, you want to be able to cleanse it however you do without damage, right? Yeah. You know, (laughs) don't put it in bleach. (laughs) But I I have met people who are wearing um, antique jewelry that has been passed down, but the energy of the jewelry has gotten um, restricted, and so even though the piece is beautiful, the energy of the people who have passed on are in the piece too. And while for some people that's really good, for other people that are sensitive, no, you can feel all of their stuff. So you want to be able to cleanse that and then still embrace the legacy of the jewelry, but not necessarily get stuck on the other energies that are attached. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Makes me think of Elizabeth Taylor and the Hope Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really. Yeah. And 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 when you do get that and <laughs> definitely do a cleansing ritual. Right. So do you do you travel and teach classes or do you do it through the internet? Tell us how you how you work. I do, I, I do a lot of my work is really more in Santa Fe, and I have people come. So that's the live things that I do. And they do Alawashka gatherings and, um, and teachings from that. And I'll be doing more online because it's easier for people. Yeah. Even though I love them when they come to Santa Fe because it's such a, well, you know, the vibration of this area is very unique. Yes. How long have you lived there? Oh, over 20 years now. Yeah. yeah. She captured me and I couldn't leave. That was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I've um, lived there twice, and I had a, uh, also a house in Cripple Creek, Colorado at the same time, ah, and one in Aruba, nice. so I kind of bounced around these places uh, when I yes. was doing my uh, galactic work. Beautiful. Yeah. And uh, I also do 
uh, private work with individuals. So I do life coaching, which is, you know, a continued thing. So we work together not nine months or, you know, that's usually how long initially, although I have clients I've been coaching for 20 years. Yeah. Because it's a continued growth, a continued way to share light that you might not know how it is from the beginning. And I, I do these beautiful channeled Alawashka soul songs, which are in Alawashka, the language of creation, so it's channeled from there. But it's the song your soul wants to sing and wants to sing to you. And they're just it's just beautiful poetry, but the vibration of it is amazing. It is it's every time I do one for somebody I end up crying. <laughs> Yeah. And how beautiful, how beautiful it is. Are you also talented with with voice and singing? Or is it just art I for have, you? I do have a CD out there. It's it's called Emerge Dancing, and it's actually songs in Alawashka. So if anybody's interested in listening to how the language is and listening to the vibration of the song, then yes, it's there, which is wonderful. Singing is not my first art. <laughs> so my my uh, beautiful husband, Peter, coached me into singing it because I could hear the songs in my head, but I didn't know how to bring them forward. Yeah. Great. Which is amazing, <laughs> actually. Yeah. You know, don't you just love it when there's people around you who bring out the best in you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, and it's it's like it's the bigger calling because it does, we everybody may do it in a different way, but it's our big calling is to bring out the best in all of us and bring the light as far as we can take it. Right. Absolutely. So what is the best advice that you can give to our listeners? We have lots of awake listeners out there tonight, and they're waiting to hear a really clear message from you. What would it be? My best advice in this very moment is to be the calling that you want to see in the world. Yeah. That's really needed right now. Yeah. What are you calling for? And if we come from that place, if we come from that heart, spirit, and planet connection, because we're here on this gorgeous planet, um, then how we are being shifts everything. It is also what we end up doing, but we end up doing things from how we are being. And if you can be the calling forth of love, if you can be the calling forth of higher spiritual awakening, if you can be the calling forth of passion or joy, then that's going to shift you and everyone around you, and then that has the ripple effect. Right. The way that I I um, talk about that with my people, I say, what is your name on? Know what your name is on. If your name's mm. not on it, then let that cup pass your lips. Mm, I like that. Yeah. What's your name on? Because so many people do things because other people are doing it, and their name's not on it. But they want right. to do it anyway. Yes. And then they got misdirected instantly. <laughs> you know, 
end up in a corner counting their toes and they don't know what to do when Darth Vader walks in. Yeah. <laughs> and and everybody is so unique that it always and and part of that again is because I come from and bring through creation frequencies which means as you've been reading in my book Alawashka every word every energy is completely unique and it resonates there so if I'm in joy my resonating of joy is going to be different than somebody else's and that's beautiful every flower is different but the and, way you but the way you put the words together in this book mm-hmm. are just so coded and so illuminating every page that i read was just an up spiral message it was it's awesome you don't find that very often on every page thank you because that really was my intention to encode and infuse it and i i, I have been so honored and blessed to actually have people say to me that this is their ritual once a year they read this book and it's different every year they read it. I can understand that, yeah. And um, it, that's amazing to me. It always surprises me like you noticed it, like you noticed the frequencies. Yeah. Which is it's just an honor. It's a frequency by the way you put the words together. Yes. Yeah. And and the same in in the the Alawashka herself, they expand and grow. So the frequencies, as you engage with the frequencies, the frequencies uplift you. You connect. There's a relationship and a dance that goes on. You know, a lot of books you're reading along, and all of a sudden it goes fluffernut. <laughs> you go, wait a minute. <laughs> What just happened here? Yeah. <laughs> they're they're oh, on the right path, you. and then they go 180 and drop you off the page. <laughs> yeah, I do know, yes. Yeah, but yours don't do that. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, you're the real Thank deal. Thank you. You're the real Thank deal. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I really do. Yeah. How long did it take I, you to to write this uh, Alawaska book? What was oh. your time Really about eight or nine years. Really? That long? Well, only because I kept on going back in and changing it. Okay. Technically, it was channeled and done. And then I went back in and went, ooh, let's do this. You tweaked it. So it wasn't editing like it was wrong. It was like, oh, this flows nicer this way. Ooh, I just have been working with these frequencies. Let's move this in. Yeah. You know, oh, I want these songs at the back of the book so that people can actually chant them. Right. And so that, but it wasn't like a hard labor. It was, like, beautiful. So what did, really you find, what did you find happened with this book and your other books around 2012 when we were all kind of looking at the Mayan calendar and, what I said to myself at that time was, oh, this is where the star people are going to wake up is after 2012. So what did you find that was in correlation with your writings about 2012? Well, when 2012 happened, what I thought, it's going to sound funny, but oh well. I was like, oh, they're catching up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awakening and, I- and opening up and, and maybe, Right maybe there'll be more shifts. Of course, I had hoped it would be a little bit more graceful. 
<laughs> oh, it wasn't that at all. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It's it was a isn't. rip and tear. Yes. <laughs> it was like, wouldn't it have been really nice if we all just woke up and started laughing and there were waves of laughter across the whole planet and it didn't happen. Oh, <laughs> yes. I, I'll say I yes. Saw, <laughs> I saw a lot of people migrating and waking up and going, I want a divorce or I want to get married or I want to leave. Or It was a, a big sh- a, Talk about a shift. It was a shifting of people moving around a lot in the next yes. seven years after 2012. Yes. Well, and that, and the, that eclipse that came through, that really did it, what, two years ago? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that really <laughs> caught up. All up in a ring, didn't it? (laughs) Yes. Well, and so we're not necessarily, it's not looking as lovely as I would have choreographed it, so to speak. But I think in a way the intensity of things is allowing people to really focus more keenly. Yeah. Because those, the starseeds, those of us who are awake, those of us who are awakening, we we still want to bring more and more frequency in, and it has to be noticed that we need it. Yeah. Nobody said what it was going to look like. No. And I, I joke with the universe and said, this wasn't on my outline, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this wasn't. You didn't put this there. Yeah. And they laughed too. <laughs> Well, uh, sometimes I'll say, is my name really on this? <laughs> Are you kidding? My name's on this? I don't want my name on this. And then we have a big argument, and then I I, I say, okay. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, the, the the healthy thing is that we do argue. Oh, yeah. I even it's quit. It's important. Yeah, I quit all the time. I quit very often. I'll quit and walk away, and then I come back and say, okay, I'm ready to start again. Do you do that? No, I asked for an upgrade. <laughs> well, I think that's I'm, what I'm happens tired. when I no, quit. No, no, I'm tired of sitting in coach. I want first class. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, you know, that playfulness for everybody that's listening, and they get our humor, right? But also right. the universe has joy in it. You tickle the energy of the divine. I like to say that the universe was created in joy, that the divine, whatever you call that, right? I like the divine because it's easy, or goddess, right? Laughed, and everything came forward from that laughter. All the universes, Alawashka and all those frequencies and everything that came after it came out of laughter. No big bangs. There wasn't an explosion. <laughs> there was this burst of joy, and out of joy, everything happened. And for all of us, bringing in the light, bringing in the light frequencies and the languages, that is the joy of the universe. We're speaking back to her. Yeah. I say sometimes, come on down. You get a car. <laughs> you get a car, and you get a car. <laughs> I love it. I want a Tesla. <laughs> I'm going to test drive <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Well, listen, I see what time it is, and Ariel is, is my co-host, and she has the switchboard. 
So I'd like to um, pass you over to Ariel at this time and tell you how much I appreciate you being on the planet, writing these books, doing the work that you do, and I hope that you come back on and be our guest again whenever you whenever you feel the, the urge to come back and talk to our audience. We would love to have you. So back oh, to you, thank Ariel. thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> wow. Um, I can tell that, I mean, you have so much that you know about, that you teach about, um, that it's, we're just getting the, the, the tip of the iceberg here. But um, before I start chatting with you, uh, we do mm-hmm. have a couple of callers that have been waiting since the beginning mm-hmm. of the show to talk to you. Are you open to um, answer some questions? Sure. I'll do my best. Okay. Yeah, and and of course, um, I think we we have two callers, and and I'm going to um, pick up. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> um, Marilyn has been waiting the longest, so <laughs> you're going to talk to Marilyn here in just a second. Get the mic open. Okay. Hi, Marilyn. Thanks for calling into the show. You're on the air with Lumari. Hi, Lumari. Um, hi, thank Marilyn. you for. Hi. Thanks for taking my call today. I have come to a path of being a spiritual life coach myself, and I I do a bit of writing, and I have seen some clients, um, and I want to um, kind of broaden that service um, because I guess I've been doing this now for several years, and I offer, you know, very uplifting messages through my writing and for free, um, but I I there's a sense of sort of, is this really my purpose? Because a little bit of my passion is falling away because the clients aren't walking through the door. (laughs) Mm. So I kind of wanted to talk with you about that. Well, for you and everybody else, because this is like interwoven with everything, I understand the need for clients. Mm-hmm. And I would say to you, your passion shouldn't come from how many people come through the door. So in a way, it's two different things. So what lights you, if it really lights you up to help people in that one-to-one way, then you may want to explore other ways to do it that still keep your joy, your spiritual brilliance, your message and everything in it. Mm-hmm. If, on the other hand, you're looking at it and going, you know, I don't know if I want to keep speaking to people like this. Maybe maybe it's not as fun as I thought it was. Then you open yourself up to, okay, we, I like this phrase and I ask it to myself and my clients all the time. Where do you want to play? Mm-hmm. Do you want to sit in front of a group of 40 people? and share your wisdom and watch all of those people light up at once? Mm-hmm. Do you want to write books and bring them out in the world and have people email you and, and tell you how fabulous you're writing it? And it's, it's a way of participating that the spirituality in your life and your message aren't going to go away, but you may be looking at having clients and that actually isn't making you happy. Mm-hmm. And how do you so, feel about what I just said? Yeah. 
mean, I like what you just said. I completely agree with you that, you know, that my passion and my sense of purpose isn't re- isn't reliant upon my clients. I guess, I guess what I've done is monetized the passion, and that has then created this sort of expectation that I need clients. But when I just sit and write and when I, you know, feel the energy you know, of all that is moving through me and I feel my creative sort of energy, I, I'm in joy. I'm absolutely, you know, feeling like I am who I am and that, that feels good. So I think you've asked a good question um, that I probably need to ponder a little bit more yes, about the Yes, I wouldn't the say that you need, yeah, I wouldn't say you need to answer that right at this moment. Right. But good questions lead us on a journey. So a question is a quest. Mm. And so you can follow that question and see where it leads you. And another thing that I want to say to you, and I know everybody else is listening and there may be lots of people who are in the same vibe, right? Mm-hmm. And that is you can bring your spirituality and your blessings and your wisdom anywhere. And it doesn't have to look a certain way. And one of the things that we do have on the world right now is like, okay, everybody who has intuitive guidance is going to be a psychic and they're going to get paid this amount of money and they need these clients. Everybody who has this wisdom is going to be a this or a this or a this. And that limits your own creative flow. Mm -hmm. Because... You can open up a resort and still have all your spiritual energy there flowing through every person you hire and people who walk in the door just to stay for the weekend have a transformation without necessarily going to a spiritual workshop. Mm-hmm. And I'm not that's saying so that's it, I'm not, but I'm giving you that example so that because I feel for you that there's a, a conversation of limitation You've narrowed your focus, and you're a person who needs a wider focus. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. I think that um, you're right in that sense. I've I've looked down this one sort of road as the, I want to say, my where my beliefs have kind of led me that as a counselor, as a coach, this is what this looks like. But at the same time, when I feel you know, the connected to all that is and source energy within me, it is a lot more expansive. It's about just being in an enjoyable state of consciousness. And you're right that that can, that has that ripple effect, that butterfly effect, no matter where you are. So I appreciate you sort of kind of reminding me (laughs) of that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Marilyn. That was wonderful. Yeah. No, it's um, it is a shift that I, in awareness, and I'm going to follow this kind of thread a little bit further in my um, in my meditation and exploring um, my passion. So thank you, Lamari. Beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the honor that you did of asking me. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> okay. Take okay. care. Thanks for calling, Marilyn. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. 
Lumari, let me ask you, um, your book entitled Living Inspired, um, does it deal with that kind of topic? It does. It deals with what the real, um, what, what inspiration really is and not what people think it is. And also how to act on inspiration. See, most people, um, when they look at inspiration, it's kind of this flash and then it's gone. And, and that is not what inspiration really is. Inspiration is the road to transformation and sharing your gifts. And so I, I talk about it like it's the art of inspiration. Awakening is the first part. That's the spark that comes, right? And then revelation. If you engage in that spark, then things are revealed to you, about you, about divine energy. And then there's the transformation. And the transformation comes in when you take action on your inspiration and you let that flow. And so my book brings you really through a beautiful journey of connecting with your true inspiration and how to ask yourself questions and how to be in the presence of true inspiration, not the catchphrase. Right. Right. And I, I mean, and I'm, I'm sitting here as you're talking, and I'm thinking about the very word inspired and inspiration. Well, that's, it's like the breath of life coming in being infused with the breath of life because, I mean, respiration is, you know, the cycle of breathing. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, the, and inspiration is when, the, when that, that breath of life is kind of infused. I mean, that's, I mean, looking at the word itself and what it means. So that's a very aptly titled book. So um, we have another caller with a question. And we have to get down the switchboard here. And um, so you're going to be talking to Deborah. Let me get your mic open, sweetie. Okay, Deborah, you are on the air with Lumari. Go ahead with your question. Hi, thank you for taking my call. And um, I am wondering how to raise my vibration at this new level that is um, coming or here. I am... having problems like I'll be there and then I'll go down and you know I'm just wondering if there's some tools that will help well and so what describe what's going on um some sadness will just would just pop up on me and um it was funny I was listening to you I did just buy a crystal and put it on my neck without clearing (laughs) it it was a a green fluorite and it seemed perfect and I was I had a sadness thing again, and you said that, and I was like, wow, okay. Um, but I, um, other than that, I just will find these waves of sadness. I don't, you know, when you let go of certain things, that so, just feels a so wave come through. So let me ask through. you. Yeah, let me ask you. So you're, you're in, what does the state of being feel like when you have raised your vibration? It feels like ecstasy. It feels so good. It feels so good. It's um, euphoric. I will play music, um, you know, and then when I kind of kind of go about, you know, going to work and doing things, it's hard to stay there. 
because uh, I get triggered. Well, but the other thing is that sometimes those high states of vibration are not states to be functional in. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to give you that distinction and everybody listening, right? Like I okay. create meditations and I have um, uh, different meditations online that people can do. And I say, please don't drive when you do this, right? Okay. And definitely don't close your eyes and take a deep breath when you're doing this and okay. driving. Because okay. there's a functionality that you need to be present to. And sometimes when you're vibrating at a higher level, you forget to be connected and present here as well. So a lot of people, and it's completely understandable, like to beam out. So even so though bad. you're having a great time, right? Like, you know, the col- yeah, when you connect back in, it just really doesn't feel good. And I have a problem, like, separating myself from it. Well, but the thing, the thing is, is... The trick or the skill is to resonate at that level here on the planet right now. So if I say to you, how long will it take you to bring that vibration in in the moment? What do you think? Can you Um, take a deep breath and go there? Yeah. Okay. So now take the deep breath and go there. You don't mind doing this, right? No, not at all. I can do it by myself or talking to, you know, spiritual people. So so if we're doing it right now and you have that vibration in you, now think of honoring and delighting in this very moment this beautiful planet that has graced us with her life so that we can live here too and feel present while you're vibrating at that level. Right here, you're still talking. You're still present. We're all listening to you. We're all listening to me. And you're here in this moment vibrating. Okay. Now, any time that a distraction comes, and I mean a distraction that makes you sad, not a distraction that you need to do stuff, because it isn't always easy to drive a car in this particular vibration. And a lot of times it's not appropriate. Right. And we want to make that distinction. Just in the same way that it's not always appropriate to stand on the stage in a movie theater and start dancing because you feel like dancing. The people who are watching the movie might not want you to do that. (laughs) Yes. And so, good. Did you feel that? Did that... Did that create the shift we wanted for you? Yes. Yes. Yay. (laughs) It just feels so bad not dancing, you know what I mean? (laughs) No, you can dance. You can dance, but but we we need the right spaces to do it. And And with sadness, just say thank you. And okay. then bring the other vibration in. Just say thank you. Oh, we, okay. We've all had that. Okay. And sometimes that sadness makes us realize how much we care about all the other people because they've been there too. And Even we're when they're attacking, planet. kind of like well, mentally. Well, no, we're not thinking about we're not thinking about the crazies. 
that, that's a whole other it, thing. That's perfect. That's exactly the vibration. And it, for some reason, I seem to be surrounded by the crazy. That is, is it, the top, okay. What I'm are you surrounded about. by the crazy because they're in your life, or are you surrounded by the crazy because you think they're? No, they literally are crazy. <laughs> so the people around you are crazy. Yeah, a little. Yeah, uh, like bipolary. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So then the next step for you, and again, this relates to everybody who's listening because we we. Most of us would not have beautifully normalized people around us all the time. There's always some people who are off. Exactly. You want to be able to hold your own energy and not absorb theirs, but you still have to pay attention. See, every time you talk about raising your vibration, you want to go out and go into a place where you don't have to function, you just have to play. But this world is also a functional world. And the same okay. thing with the crazies. So the crazy people that are out there that are not happy crazy, right? Then right. You oh, want yeah. to be able to make sure that you're not you're you're not absorbing that, but you're still aware of it. That's exactly what I need. I mean, that's the tool I'm looking for, and I've tried a lot. That's exactly um, your yeah. Uh, that's what I would like to know. Absolutely. And I do have a, a free meditation on my website. It's called the Sacred Personal Sacred Space Meditation. It's a download you can listen to all the time. It helps you hold your own space while you're navigating in the world. Oh, wow. So that okay. might be something you like. You, oh, yeah. Because, because most spiritual, empathic people are absorbing stuff from everywhere. Just yes. like you noticed that you bought that beautiful fluoride but you didn't cleanse it. Yeah. And the vibrations of its whole journey and every single person who's held it is in that stone. Mhm. <laughs> no, how do you feel now? I feel I feel better. I do. Uh, I am on an impasse like you said and it is um you know, just a rocky ride for us impasse right now. Right. <laughs> you know, if you're in the working world and it was funny what you said about driving because someone told me if you stayed in a high vibration and you drive like literally other drivers wouldn't see you if they weren't on that and could hit you (laughs) that's right isn't that you don't think about that kind of stuff they can't see you (laughs) if you're not in the same space even though you're on the same road Well, you want to be able to, and and again, for everybody that's listening as well, you want to be able to learn um, to discern the different energies that you're in, that you're experiencing, that are coming at you or coming from you. It it does take practice. So even when you say, I want to get that, that tool, because we did work right here, you know that, right? Yeah. You just worked with me. Oh, my gosh, thank you. So you can tell how I work because I brought you in all those different levels. You experienced them. And and right now you have a frequency of joy going, and you know you do. Yeah. And you're still functional. (laughs) (laughs) It would seem like to me not with everybody, though. That's my my learning lesson, like the difficult people, the crazy people. 
it's an overtime thing. There is never a tool that is going to address everything. Mm-hmm. There isn't. That mm-hmm. meditation will help you, but then you will need to develop and grow. Mm-hmm. That's what we're all doing too. So, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad mm-hmm. I I'm glad I got to help, and Thank I'm glad you. I'm I got ch- to share this. Check your website out. I'm so excited. Definitely. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you Perfect. so much. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Bye. Okay. Thanks for calling, sweetie. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you. So um, just again, for possibly people that are just joining us, your website is lumari.com, and that's spelled L-U-M-A-R-I.com. Yeah. And, um, you know, as Deborah was, was talking, um, I, I was kind of reminded of all of the external discordant frequencies that we're being, you know, bombarded with. And I actually asked Lavendar one time, it's like if you're standing where there is cell phone service and people are having raging fights over their cell phones and those oh, little yeah. bits of information is passing through you, is that, you know, wouldn't that affect <laughs> um, a lot of people? Yes. And then you think, yes. and then you start getting angry and you don't know why. And so that's where the tracking empathic, Yes, if you're empathic or you're spiritually open, because empathic is one specific thing, but being intuitive, being spiritually connected, all of those things have you tuning in in different ways. And one of the reasons, like I, I had mentioned that meditation, is I recognized a long time ago that I pick up stuff all the time. Now, I don't do it as much anymore. But years ago, my husband Peter and I were driving in the car, and we drove by a funeral home. And I wasn't paying attention one way or another, and all of a sudden I got so angry with him. And I just, I don't even remember what I said, but I, I was furious with him. And he looked at me and goes, okay, what just happened? And I said, what do you mean? He goes, you were laughing and joking and everything, and now you're mad at me? And he goes, we just drove by a funeral. I'm like, oh, everybody at that funeral was mad at the guy who died. <laughs> oh, my mad gosh. At him. Oh, my gosh. And I picked, up, <laughs> I picked up that whole thing and reacted to it. And, and it had to be really fast. We were in a car. It wasn't like I walked in. Well, yeah. But they were angry that the man died. That he, I mean, he wasn't a bad man. They were all mad that he died and that he wasn't still there instead of sad, right? And and wow. it was, oh, I'm picking up things from everywhere. And that's just an example, again, of like, I don't know how many hundreds of people were there, but we were driving by in a car. So you oh, can yeah, imagine but... the telephone vibrations and the people in the supermarket and walking by, you know, the bank. It's all there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember um, many years ago, um, I was going to go Christmas shopping, and I went to the mall. And I had I, I, mean, I had started to really open up spiritually. And I was in mm. the best mood, and I walked in. And by the time I got done, 
I was running to get out of there, and I, and I just yeah. got really stressed out. And I was like, wait a minute, this is not my stuff. Exactly. And, and I really had, I really, it's like, okay, we don't just walk into places with our pants down. You got to put some, yeah. you got to put some armor on, um, yeah. so that yeah. you, so that that stuff it deflects what's around you because there's so much. I mean, there's a, there's electromagnetic interference. There's um, radio, um, radio wave interference. There's, you know, I mean, there's harp up there, you know, beaming out the frequencies, and Mm -hmm. um, or or someone could be having a transit, and there are transits that kind of make you feel a little sad, Um, but when you know it's just a transit, you can transcend all of that, um, any of it. So uh, I'm so glad that you have um, that that meditation to download. Because it really is about holding your sacred space, no matter where you are with who you are. Right. And they call yeah. it personal sacred space because a lot of times people know that they kind of know how to create sacred space in their house, but they don't know how to create sacred space within themselves that creates um, like a beautiful space for you to exist without isolating yourself from the world, but still be connected to you. And then you can right. tell the difference. Like you said, not mine. Right. You know, that's not mine. Right. And, yeah, and, that, I, yeah, and, it, and we need that so much. Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, there is such, um, oh, it's almost like a science fiction movie. Um, <laughs> and and our, 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 you know, 3D reality with um you know the protagonists and the antagonists and it seems like um you know it, it seems like everything's going down the tubes but people have to remember that you know sometimes if you want to feel better you have to just go ahead and throw up and and it's not pleasant to go through but you always feel better afterwards when you just get it out and and that's kind of what we're you know it's like like our our reality is is really needing to um to upchuck a lot of stuff that no longer serves us i mean mother earth doesn't want it um you know living disconnected and um so it's it you have to keep that perspective that yeah we're i mean we're living kind of in a in a pressure cooker but that makes it all the more important for the star seeds and the spiritual communities to hold their ground hold the light don't let yeah. anyone diminish your light in fact find ways to increase it because it is increase contagious it. Definitely. yeah it is contagious and small things small things and big things so uh, multi-dimensional travel, reading the best inspirational books that you can find, beautiful chants, beautiful artwork, all of that stuff. And and I like to do little things as well because little things in the real world are also important. So I, you know, I will pick up pieces of trash in the in the yard that blew by. That's my contribution to the planet that day. It doesn't look like right. much, right? Because we got right all over the place. It's crazy. But anyway, any little thing I like to do, I li- I, I like to take those little actions, and we can well, all sure. do them, and they make a difference. Well, they like, do. I, it is. Know, sometimes it's it's Smile at Me Day, 
right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Everywhere I go, I stop and I really smile at a person. Not just like, yeah, but it's like, oh, you're a magnificent being on this planet. Yay. And <laughs> sometimes they don't know what to do, and sometimes they laugh, and sometimes they get it. But you know what? Every single one is smiling. That's right. That's and right. It's simple and, and kind of goofy because I like to do that. I like to surprise people, not shock surprise, right? <laughs> pleasant well, surprise. pleasant surprises but, are always nice. Yeah, um, but imagine if everybody who is listening right now had a smile day and they just went out wherever they live and they decide this is my smile day and I'm going to really genuinely smile at people. Do you know the ripple effect that would have? Oh, it's just smiling. Absolutely, you know it's it, and and for some people, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I've had situations where um, I'd it's no big deal, you know. I'd I'd smile at somebody. It's like, oh, here, let me get that for you. Just you know, a stranger who dropped something, and and, right. and it's like it shifts them. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah. a random act of kindness can, yeah. Um, yeah. and then they might go, as you said, with the ripple effect. And 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 pay it forward. So yeah. it is um, it is contagious. And holding the light, uh, no matter what, staying out of judgment. Um, yeah. That's that's and, and every star that, Yeah, and and the difference between discernment and judgment. So discernment is being able to see the differences in everything and make your choices, and judgment is more like right or wrong. It's and so it's it's a whole other thing, which is an elevated way that all star seeds want to play. All spiritual people want to look at it and go, Okay, no, that's not I, I don't play there. That vibration isn't right for me. But not you know, judging and demoralizing and, you know, casting them into terrible Well sure. <laughs> sure things, it's right. <laughs> it's kinda of closely related to condescension. You know, when you look down yeah. at someone, it's like, oh, I would never yeah. do that. You know, you yeah. know, and I kind of, I kind of liken it to if you want to um, identify if you've just passed judgment. You know, if you look at something and 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 like dismiss it or energetically kind of spit on it, it's like, oh, <laughs> that was the bad. <laughs> that was a that was a um, a costly um, move because yeah. judgment stops your evolution. You know, let everyone be, yeah. and um, you know, I have clients that uh, they're you know talking about even people that are older than them, their their parents or older older friends, and um, but they act the older people sometimes act like you know teenagers, and they get really frustrated. So, and this is what I tell them: it's just like think of them as children that don't know any better. It doesn't matter how many years you've been here. Because energetically, on a soul level, <clears throat> a lot of people are still in their childhood, and um, you know, no more than than you would, um, you know, uh, beat up a baby because he did something you didn't know any he didn't know any better. You'd have compassion, and it's like, oh, poor thing, you just didn't know any better, and you kept have that attitude, you know, with everybody. If if they're if they're if they're acting up, if they're doing things that that really, you know, dismay you or um, even attack you. They just don't know any better, and you've got to hold that grace. 
Well, you have to hold your own personal energy and not be swayed. And then right. if you can bring forward patience, because we can't always, but if you can, that's really good. And then there, it's really good, I find, to have different ways of telling someone I hear them, I just don't agree. Right. So if somebody is saying things to me that are against something, then I, I can say to them, you know, I hear what you're saying, I just don't agree. So I'm glad you shared that with me, but that's not where I play. And Right. It right. makes them hurt because a lot of times people just want to be heard. And then well, yeah. if someone's acting inappropriate, well, I'm out of there. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, I mean, you, you don't have if to. If it's your parent, you know, that's a whole other mm-hmm. thing. Then you have to yeah. move to a state of grace and Buddhism. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I, re- I remember, uh, I just thought of this. Uh, many years ago, I was watching an episode of 60 Minutes, and they did a piece on this, this Japanese club. And they would get together every day in the park and just laugh. Just laugh. Oh, I want to join and they that. Had, I mean, and they would start off... Um, imitating a laugh because there was maybe nothing funny at that moment but they just made themselves like (laughs) and and before you know it it turned into real laughter and and the vibration was incredibly high and so Mm. even if even if you're looking at something and like well that's not funny laugh at it anyway and then maybe you'll you know (laughs) prime the pump and then you can get that true, you know, joy and laughter because that's that's a really high state of vibration. Exactly. And laughter really breaks apart all these different energies. It, oh, breaks, absolutely. it actually breaks them apart. So it's not only that the vibration lifts you up, it's almost like, oh, there's a big glass wall, laugh, oh, it's gone. Right. It breaks it apart. <laughs> Right. I just think of the, the three musketeers when they, they're standing there with one hand on the hip and the other thing with the sword, and they're going, ah, ha, 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 you know, and the other person's coming at them. It's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Um, and it's very disarming. It's yes. very disarming. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Wow. So um, you are, do you do, you do classes um, right there in Santa Fe? I do classes, and I also um, uh, I lead energy workshops, and um, and I also do things online too. And I'm doing a new schedule coming up, so that'll be really great. And it's online, a, it's a variety. Well, it, I call them Awashka gatherings, and what I do is I bring forward um, healing and awakening frequencies that make a real difference. So I, I train people to work in those energies, shift their vibration higher, and and help them move forward. You know? It, it's opening, mm-hmm. it's celebrating, it's raising vibrations. So, and these, these classes, obviously, they they take place physically in Santa Fe. Um, yes, yeah, some you of them have, take, you have and like, I'm going to... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was just saying, do you have the schedule for those classes on your site? 
I don't have a schedule because I'm creating a new one for next year. Okay. But I but will if they go be to your... announcing something. Yeah, I will be announcing something on my website and in my emails again if they get the um the meditation them they'll, they'll be on my list. So that'll be cool too. Um and I will be doing um a couple of things uh, online trainings too. Which oh, then the people don't have to get in the plane. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, any more, I mean, you can have a, a, a face-to-face conversation um, on the computer. And, yep. um, you know, I mean, apart from hands-on kind of healing work, it right. it really opens up um, availability for a, a, a lot more people that need what you do. Oh, yes. And I, you know, when I'm doing coaching with people or healing work with people, then we do Zoom calls too so we can see each other face-to-face. Oh, yeah. Or telephone because sometimes it's, sometimes looking at somebody while you're doing something or, or in a session is actually distracting. And you're right. It can be. rather just listen to the voice and close their eyes and ask me questions. And, and we do coaching and healing and frequency work and they don't have to, pay attention to my face or how they look or anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, that's the, I usually um I mean I don't I don't work with video, uh, but a lot of my clients will call in to Zoom with their video on. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, if I if I get a, you know, a quick read of their energy, then I want them to shut it off and then just listen. Yeah. 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 I find vibrationally so. it's it's easier. Right, you right, know, because voice, your voice I mean, carries in a whole other way. It does. It does. So I am just thrilled that you were able to be with us this evening and also very grateful that you are on the planet and doing the work mm-hmm. that you're doing and empowering other people. So, I mean, the, the Starseed community is just busted at the seams. I cannot believe. I mean, it's it's increasing exponentially. And, oh, I um, love it so much. It, I mean, I mean, millions and millions, and they're all over the planet because I mean, we have the uh, like the forum, and then our website, mm-hmm. um, and of course the radio show as well. But um, mm-hmm. we have some um, statistical stuff that shows where people are from, and I mean, mm. yeah, I mean, I'm talking to Siberia. Um, and um, you know, remote places that that you never even heard of, and and there's star seeds everywhere, and it's it's really um, heartening to see, oh, yeah. you know, the awakening yeah. because the light will um, prevail. Period. Always. The light will prevail. Always. So, Always. And. The, the energy that everyone is bringing to the planet, the star seeds, the elders, the people who are incarnating here who, you know, this is their first time, but they want to be part of this awakening. We are so honored and delighted that they are here and that we can play together. It doesn't look pretty right now to a lot of people, but there's another part of it. And that is that we're creating this shift. And sometimes you just have to make more fertilizer. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and we keep focusing on doing what we do rather than yeah. spending energy and feeding opposition. You know? Yeah. You know, all this, you know, fight this and fight that and fight this. Well, you're feeding this and you're feeding that. <clears throat> so just, you know, stand in your own light and do your thing and and yeah. let the, you know, let the darkness wear itself out because it must go. Well, and the darkness at this point, what's really fascinating, if you're watching, which we all are, is that it, the darkness is recognizing that frontal attacks aren't working as much as covert actions, right? So straightforward, I'm going to get you. <laughs> It works in a certain way, but see, it calls attention to light beings are going, no, no, you can't do that. No, we will not stand for this injustice. No, this is, a, this is our planet too. We don't want it like that. We're bringing in the light. And so then you look for, okay, what is distracting you from holding this energy? And yes, it's okay to take actions that diffuse something, Right. Mm-hmm. Like if everybody's writing letters to the government against something, then you can write letters for something. But if you're not distracted and you're holding your light and you're taking actions from there, it's going to shift. That's what's going to happen. And all of the people who are listening, all the starseeds and the elders and everybody else who's here, we're here to make it happen. And, and yeah, and we do have we, <laughs> we do have help from the unseen hands. Oh, of course. You know, so um, there's, there's as many guides yeah. around as there are people. Maybe more. <laughs> oh yeah. Maybe but more. But when everybody looks and they only know the names of certain ones, right? Mm-hmm. Like they only know there's X amount of angels, or they only know there's X amount of interplanetary. Or et cetera, et cetera. It's like, no, there's millions and millions of guides here. That's a blessing. Oh, it is. And, and, and we came here to play. It just doesn't look like the game we signed up for. That's all. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, and some of the, uh, some of the uh, rules have changed. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, well, I, I'm so glad that you were able to be here with us and um, a message to our, our producers. Um, we, we won't be taking any more questions this evening. So um, thank you so much for being with us, Lumari. And oh, do let you. us know um, if you have anything else that you want to um, talk to our audience about, if you get you know new books coming out or things that, that would be uplifting for the Starseeds. Don't hesitate to contact oh. us. We'd love to have you back. Oh, thank you so much. It's been an honor and a joy, and I'm really excited to be here and to connect with everybody. What a blessing. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. So, everybody, this is it for us tonight, and we thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week, and until then, make a conscious effort to find compassion and gratitude in every day. Good night, everyone.
been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com. 